Hello all, welcome to the Literacy Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 289, and today we'll be talking about the finale for Steven Universe Future. I'm GC13. It's me, Ken. I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia. And I'm David. Well, it is over, isn't it? Oh yeah, I've been like sadly singing that to myself for a while, but like it didn't really hit me, hit me, until Estelle tweeted about it and i was like oh it really be over and that was a sinking feeling (sighs) yeah all the cast tweets killed me like Didi was just like crying and singing one of the intros and it just looked truly heartbroken like there was nothing acting about it um (laughs) and then like seeing rebecca's tweet that no future comics and if you see anything else steven universe related it's not canon just felt so crazy final. Yeah. Yeah, that, that hurt. I was really Rebecca, hoping she would try to get a comic made. Rebecca! <laughs> yes, not going to be a comic for the chest. Okay. The chest! Before we talk about four episodes, so mm. really fast on this chest, because everyone really cares about the chest. Somewhere, I don't remember if it was from Rebecca or if it was from one of the crew members who said the chest was really there to represent sort of, or maybe this was just a fan theory, probably just a fan theory, that the chest really just represents that everything is out in the open now, as far as Rose goes. So, like, probably in show, yes, there technically would literally be something in the chest. It'd be weird if there was just a locked chest with nothing in it, unless Rose is just an ultimate troll, which she kind of was. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it was supposed to be representative, so when we saw that in future, we'd be like, okay, all the secrets are about Rose, and it's more of that, like, symbolic thing, slash, I guess, trolling us with the forever... You know, there's not ever an answer for everything in Steven Universe. So basically, the chest was the friends we made along the way. I mean, it could represent the literal Pandora's box that was Rose's secrets. But, dang, I wanted to know, man. Steven Universe (laughs) has been just the king of giving you little hints in the background and then not answering it for three seasons. Yeah, well, there's and there's been plenty of those. I mean, there's so many I'm surprised fans aren't talking about, like... The fusion statue that we saw at the bottom of the homeworld kindergarten, right? Like, we never got answers to those types of things. And even, like, really broad things that weren't, like, specific background details, but just, like, why were the gems conquesters? And why did Yellow really want to fuse a bunch of things together into a giant monster just to fight, you know, adorable plant creatures on planets like where the lapises were? Like, you know, there's a lot of sublime nature to it all, you know? That I guess we're just supposed to not know. What about the actual, like, creation of the diamonds? How did they Yeah, Yeah, I am very curious about that. Yeah, Yeah, well, even just, like, (sighs) we're given the hint that, like, Pink is younger than everyone else, right? But we never really dig into that story of why Pink came later. So there's there's definitely this, like, nature of, like, where we expect shows to, like, give us answers. But I think it really, in, in Steven Universe's case, is meant to give you that because the show was always from Steven's perspective, we are truly put in that position of there is a much greater world happening. And just all those details are meant to, you know, pique your interest, but ultimately you're like Steven and, uh, you know, you didn't get to ask follow-up questions, so. Oh, man. But then he went on his, like, conquest to find more of Rose's information and Rose's past and uncover it. And I guess he's now over that phase and is back to never asking follow-up questions. I mean, he he literally drove in reverse at the end of the series to ask his most important follow-up question. I don't know what more you want from him. So yeah, that in that weird CGI car. <laughs> did they really have to 3D animate the car? That was so jarring. <laughs> yeah. one, that's the biggest critique. Like, beyond the chest and all that, like, why did they 3D animate the car at Totally took me out of the money. Yeah, they could have spent the money there. I I agree. Like, for the finale. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Vehicles are always uh, given that for some reason. And it had been 3D animated in the other episodes that appeared. So, yeah, I don't know why the Dawn Die. It's not a super complex geometrical shape. Yeah, I know. And, like, it didn't do super complex motions or movements. Right? Like, I understand if the car is, like, rotating from the camera. That's pretty hard to animate. But it just, like goes forward and then goes backwards. <laughs> Either that or like you think one it was shot CG. Where it, <laughs> it could have been James Baxter. I mean, did we look in the credits? You're like, oh, wow, this crazy, smooth, no. beautiful car. No, I don't it know. could have been James coming on one last time. Mm-hmm. No. No? <laughs> don't insult him like this. 
<laughs> wouldn't draw a super cool car? Okay, it doesn't so- even have an outline. It's <laughs> so out of place. It's so obviously. <laughs> uh, it looks like someone took like a little paper cutout of a car and put it in the show. Okay, okay. Like think, South Park style. Does that critique that just, like, I don't even remember it standing out that much. Now I need to go back. This is like serious. This is a serious critique. Oh my goodness. <laughs> These are serious accusations, Sophie. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't uh, like the car. Everything else I absolutely loved. It was weird that they released the first episode of the four-part series like five days early. Well, it was supposed to be at the video showing that they were having, yeah, the movie screening the of the sing-along. Mm-hmm. But since they Wasn't couldn't do canceled? that, they put it up on the app instead. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed getting to see this early because, I mean, the theaters that got screened in, you know, that wasn't going to happen in my city. So I was happy to see Homeworld Bound early. And, you know, it was our last kind of look into the Diamonds' lives and really fascinating. And I was really pleasantly surprised by the Diamond power reversals because we'd already been presented with that idea with Pink, who had obviously gone from destructive powers to healing powers but i hadn't really thought about it that way that they reversed just that they had both present all the time mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool to see that obviously they all had very in- interesting consequences in the episode hmm. yeah they all seem to be doing really well the thing i noticed is that if white is able to run around and be happy about giving little gems a voice Nobody seems to hold a grudge against the diamonds for anything. Otherwise, she would be a lot more upset about what she was doing. Well, I think if they did hold a grudge, they wouldn't be on Homeworld. Because there's, like... Well, she's going to other planets, she's saying. (laughs) Just hide in the cave Mm -hmm. until she leaves. But it's, like, it's so scary how overpowered the diamonds are. Like, there's no hope of ever being able to resist them if they choose to use force. Or if you if you want to use force against them, you, there's no way. So if you hated the diamonds and resented them, that's a battle you're just gonna have to throw the towel in. Because there's nothing you can do. Well, they can change you forever, yeah. permanently, <laughs> on a whim. We've seen that the gems are not exactly quick to change anyway. So I mean, even the tours that uh, were being given, like they were talking about the palace and everything in a very you know, dreamy light instead of, you know, for what it actually was, like this terrible dictatorship, monarchy, oligarchy, whatever. But yeah, so I mean, we always questioned, like, how did Steven feel about the diamonds and the and the fact that the gems also seem to boy. just be tolerating it? Yeah, there was a lot of interesting discussion about uh, Steven. A lot of, uh, some of, one of the interviews that had happened with Rebecca Sugar during this finale ending was covering, you know, how Rebecca felt that it was obvious that Steven never really aired that he had forgiven the the diamonds in any way. And I think that's more obvious now when you look back at the movie uh, and obviously look at this finale. Yeah. I mean, he, he wants to think that he forgave them and that's kind of like another facet to these deep internal problems that piled up with him. He wants to think that he's this God figure that is all good and all knowing and perfect. And he holds himself to that standard because he thinks other people are, even if they necessarily aren't. And to him, like, forgiving the diamonds is part of that idea of himself. And of course, he couldn't do it. And why should he? They did terrible things to him. Such awful things. <laughs> such, such mm-hmm. awful things, right? Like, he's not required to forgive them for the things that they did. And he's not required to, you know, try and spend time with them. If, yeah. it, if it really hurts him. And he, he had to accept that. He had to accept that, like, negative feelings are normal, right? Because Greg said it's okay to feel petty. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to have feelings, right? It's, it's whether or not you enact upon those petty feelings. And if you always shove them down, you're going to be enacting on them subconsciously without realizing it, which is no good either. Yeah, the, uh, that scene with when White oh, is chilling. projecting projecting him is still confusing to me. Uh, from from what I understand, based on what he says later, that was just his thoughts. That was him fantasizing about doing that. But if that was just him fantasizing about shattering her, then how come he actually hit his head into the pillar? 
he was right at the time. No, he it was real. He absolutely would have. It's just I don't really understand how the switcheroo happened. But yeah, his intent was definitely that. Well, I think it's like it's not just like you're puppeteering white like you are put inside of like white's head like you can see Uh. through her eyes. Right. It's not just that, you know, you have this big thing copying your every movement like you can feel like a diamond standing up that tall. And Steven suddenly had like this double perspective and saw himself really tall. So he saw himself looking down at this puny little thing and imagined it to be white, even though it was him. And hence the switcheroo. So white was projecting him onto herself and then he projected her onto himself. Yeah. And then he kind of fantasized that his body was white's body and the, in the size difference Mm -hmm. was switched. Hmm. That checks out. The, I I kind of I, I kind of got that. No, I agree. Yeah, with that, yeah. Oh, but that was the voice acting, Zach Callison, especially now since he's able to use his lower register. Yeah, mm. amazing. Yeah. He's really been knocking it out of the park this entire like series. It's been really, really good. So I mean, every everyone kind of went crazy for the Blue Diamond song. It didn't really do much for me the first time. It was a lot more enjoyable the second time, though. Well, I mean, her voice is amazing. Like, She's just so sweet. Seeing White Diamond make that face after taking oh, on Spinel, yes. um, kind <laughs> of <laughs> okay. <laughs> after after the literal like the memes, like for all the hiatuses we went through, and at least in on the Reddit side of Steven Universe, the fan art of replacing like every character with every other character's like face, like that had happened. For, like, every permutation, I've seen, like, Lion as Onion and Greg as White Diamond. Like, all those permutations. And, like, I swear that that came to the show with Spinel and White Diamond. I've seen the memes <laughs> where uh, it's Carmel Dancing playing to the color changes. I you like know, it. Please tell me you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Ooh, 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 Who hasn't wow, heard Carmel That one. <laughs> and it's, it's White Diamond or Steven face down on the floor. Carmel dancing and the colors changing. Oh, I love that movie so much. It's such a quarantine mood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because like Mackenzie Atwood also made one, but it was just following up with little Larimar, who just takes over White Diamond. And does it really make sense why that's way funny to me? No, but no, it was really good. Hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially because it followed up on the previous meme where Larimar is like, I want to be big. I am baby. And then, you know, they become big, so, you know. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think any meme can truly encapsulate how unsettling White's face was in that, <laughs> yeah. in that shot. Yeah, Why really did she did. have to make that face specifically? I hated it. I mean, I loved it, but I hated it so much. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, with, with a character like White, that's, that's such a huge juxtaposition to see her act like Spinel. I thought it was weird to see Spinel move with, like, the more limited, uh, like, standard episode animation. Like, I guess she just moves so fluidly in the movie, because the budget's a little bit higher, that when you see her here, like, the animation in the show is, like, very good, so it's not, like, a complaint or anything, but it's, like, in comparison, it's very strange. Right, they couldn't have her, like, rubber banding everywhere. They did, like, with her intro, the, like, way the hearts happened popping out of her eyes and everything was very cute, and then she had a lot of, like, really sonic-y moves this episode oh yes like oh i, I like the, yes. the tails thing and <laughs> i yeah. liked what they did with her i liked how you know she's talking to her pupils to do like the weird inertia thing like i was yeah, pretty yeah. satisfied with because like I, I knew i saw spinel and i'm like oh there's gonna be a dip in animation and she's not gonna be expressive but she was totally like com- like i was completely happy with the way that she was animated well and the, her in-show theme like that music having that like you know mixture yes. of her pies that was really fun I was just happy to see Spinell again. Talking of like, you know, things we needed answered in the show, I guess Yellow Diamond kind of dropped for us that, you know, the cluster will get healed eventually. And also, I guess every gem in the entire universe will probably be healed. And if there's any shattered gems or, you know, not corrupted, but experiment gems anywhere, just everybody's going to be whole again. That's kind of nice. Well, that kind of brings up a question. I wonder if the cluster will even want to be separated or if they've sort of found a comfort in their conjoined identity and they'll just extract the cluster and let them have a physical form as like a satellite orbiting the Earth or something. <laughs> and just, I, I don't know. I, just, I feel like it's bigger than the Earth <laughs> when it's formed. Is it? Maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not in the art book, but. 
the cluster needs to become its own planet for gems to settle. It'd be the ultimate gem world. That's kind of weird. Except it's all like tendony and horrifying. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah God, this it like alter horrible, its physical form. Limbs horrible, popping like, out everywhere. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know. I think it'd be skin. cool. Somebody should do a comic graphic novel with that. Like the flayed man, and it just orbits Jupiter, <laughs> and you can like beam it TV shows. <laughs> and you just have this. Oh no, you have a massive projector, right? That projects onto the surface of Jupiter. And they they watch Cookie Cat. I don't know. <laughs> Camp Planning Hearts, <laughs> new like generation, a, obviously. That sounds like a pretty dope future. Yeah, minus the like horribly millions of shattered fragments of dead people for you know eons have been you know well, forced that's together. If they, that's if they don't want to be separated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Yellow Diamond's kind of, you know, they're all really nice now, but for some reason, like, Yellow is really doing the best thing possible to resolve what she did in the past. White is, like, okay, you know, um, blue? Like, drugs? Question mark? Right? Was that a good lesson? Like, Stephen called that out, and like, I don't know, like, blue? That's not a great- I mean, her power was already, like, the least damaging- but her, her resolution is, like, also bad? Um, I don't know, like... I, I, okay, 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 okay. I think one of the lessons that this show likes to say is that not to underestimate the impact of emotional damage. And I know as uh, having an education in psychology that there is this sort of therapy that they do where they essentially, like, turn off your fear response and make you relive your traumatic memories so that you can relive them without fear being like incorporated in that and it helps you process it and kind of get over ptsd or at least reduce hmm. the symptoms basically you rewrite the memory so that you're not afraid at the time that yes you remember it right and you do that a couple times with a couple repetitions and it allows you to process what you've been through without feeling like you're in the situation fear wise right it's the same thing that you know steven like reliving normal situations that are stressful and remotely remind you of the life and death situations you've been in will provoke a life and death response so you want to essentially turn off your your fight or flight to be able to process you know your problems and not kind of be hijacked by your fear and that yeah. is a a the psychotherapy treatment that they do. So maybe that's what Blue's doing. And I'm reading way more into this. Right. I mean, if Blue said, <laughs> and now let's think about your traumatic experiences, maybe. But all she said was, yo, just, you know, hang out on these clouds for as long as you want. Which, you know, maybe that's <laughs> fine, though. And maybe it's fine to even erase, as long as it's like a choice, right? Like, I feel like in that situation, Stephen felt kind of like forced onto a cloud. Like, maybe it's okay if you do just want to feel joyous. To go hang out on clouds for a while, but he was kind of like being told to what felt like ignore his problem. Yeah, I which mean, is it's not like what he it's, needed it's at that point. Recreational drug use versus substance abuse. Right, right. Of. So if you're yeah, just I mean, using cherry courts to... and aquamarine, Ch dude, I love our dropout cherry courts. Cherry, uh, no, she was back a little <laughs> Maybe that's the next she... day. <laughs> Maybe that's what cherry courts was on. She was on some of that blue huff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she just took a field trip up to Big Homeworld, but she went right back to Little Homeworld the next day. Oh, God. Mm. Thinking of Cherry Quartz, though, I was kind of uh, disappointed that Yellow Diamond also threw in, oh, and I can heal any of the horns of any of those quartzes if they want it. I was kind of like, oh, you know, I really liked that that damage was there. So it's kind of weird for them to announce, like, anything can be undone, but, you know, I guess... What show am I watching? I'm watching Steven Universe, and every everything should turn out happier, I guess, so. Yellow's punching in that code Lyoko. No, it, it seems kind of, like, against the show's sort of message. Like, bad things, you don't want to pretend they didn't happen, right? You just want to, you know, embrace the person that you are now and the person it, it you became. So completely removing their horns, you know, I, I kind of didn't like, and I'm like, also, horns are cool. Right, the horns are cool. But even, like, Jasper just got the, like, new, you know, deformity in the already, like, scar thing she had on her face after being shattered. And, like, the notion that that can just be erased whenever Jasper 
feels like, you know, talking to Yellow is a little weird, but it's fine, you know. Yeah, but would Jasper ever talk to Yellow without, like, I don't know, fangirling? <laughs> right. I mean, well, I guess, I don't know, who's she more devoted to now? Also, shout out to Jasper's redemption arc, which where she is no <laughs> less evil. She just has zero outlet for her evilness, except for she pulls yeah. through walls and just like angrily sulks throughout little homeworld, <laughs> wishing she could be evil. Probably like leaving the toilet seat up is the most that she can really do and get away with. She doesn't understand why humans don't like it, but she knows that they don't like it. So she does it wherever she can. No, no, I'll tell you what Jasper does. Jasper waits for you to leave a room, and then she goes back in and she turns the light back on. <laughs> she does hate the Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's her campaign to flood the oceans. Whenever she overhears, like, two humans arguing about something, you know, she's like, oh, humans hate this? And we'll just start doing it out of their way, out of her way, even if it's completely minor and irrelevant. Because she can get away with it. If she does anything more evil, you know, she's going to be made to stop. Jasper got a job just so she could buy chewing gum and leave it under park benches. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like one person, you know, accidentally touched it with their hand and they're like, God, God, I hate when people do that. And Jasper's like, you know, rubbing her chin thinking, you know, she can't steal. She'll get in trouble for that. But the, the gum. Hmm. Did you, did you know that Jasper bought a house in Beach City? She mows her lawn every Saturday morning at 7. Ah, <laughs> that's really good. I really like that. <laughs> Jasper is just a nuisance, and that's the best she can do for being evil now, is uh, this very Steven university. So speaking of someone who also feels like um, they can just get away with anything, but that it's troubling them, everything's fine. Steven's breakdown is oh boy, really interesting here because it also felt like there was a ton of Pink Diamond subtext here where it felt like this is the exact journey that also Pink had. Like when Steven broke down at the end right there, I swore for a moment that that was like Pink talking as well with the whole like I can get away with anything and just fix it and I'm running away from my problems all the time. It was like Pink Diamond was there without them ever saying it, but also it was very much Steven's moment as well. And that really brought to light like everything that we had experienced lurking in the background with Steven, but he finally put words to it, and it was super scary. And all of the gems' reaction was also really Yeah, like, I mean, he crazy. very clearly did not want to be anything like the Diamonds, let alone his mom. You know, so he saw himself in the mirror, and he sees his own Diamond pupils, and is like, no, 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 no. He understands immediately, like, this is my pink diamond, like, gem physical form kind of pushing through. Maybe not necessarily, like, her spirit or thoughts or emotions, like, Pink Diamond is gone, but, like, I guess the framework to make that physical form, which is, yeah. you know, the, the how, why he resembles Pink at all. You know, that Yeah, that hair flu. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's like if suddenly, like, your mom's DNA, like, took over. <laughs> right? And, you, like, because if, if Greg's yeah. DNA takes over, he's just going to look like Greg. Right, and he's not going like to have any steak, powers. You mean. But if his mom's DNA takes over, he's going to be more like you know the uh, quote unquote original Pink Diamond, physically wise, not necessarily personality wise. You know what's terrifying about his diamond powers? Like you saw how lightly he tapped that anvil and he broke it in half. Whereas Bismuth, really strong gem, hammers on that thing as hard as she wants, does nothing to it. Our boy is strong. I, yeah. Steven's powers are crazy in this because it always seemed like Pink Diamond had way more powers than any of the other diamonds. Like, yeah, the other diamonds were shown to be powerful and homeworld bound, but I mean, Rose had some crazy powers. The whole speed motion thing, like slow-mo thing, seemed like crazy abusable. And along with the fact that you can just create pocket dimensions and any dead being, you know, that you find lying around and like, you know. Yeah, I mean, Steven's effectively a god. And I kind of wish yeah. they had just explored that a little yeah. bit more, that he just gets to be a god <laughs> for the rest of his life, his immortal life, well, most likely. Like, I don't know. But he's oh, tortured yeah, yeah. by that, too. I really, really like that Stephen was, like, recognized that that healing power was, like, actually a huge burden on his mind, that he, you know, is like, I am stuck in this cycle of breaking things and healing things, 
but it's like irresponsible. Like other people, when they have problems, they can't just magically fix them. But I have somehow been able to, whether it's literally with healing powers or for some reason, all of these people that try to kill me then become nice to me is actually like this burden that's been building up in the whole show. That was just so crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, imagine Steven fighting Spinel after he'd unlocked these new powers. Like, there just would not have been <laughs> competition at all. She'd be a smear on the side of the hill. Right? All, yeah, because he, he has this, like, telekinetic blast where he can destroy things um, without even touching them. So, you know, that, that drill could have come down and he could have immediately just busted it open <laughs> without, without even thinking about it. Right? So th- it wasn't necessarily that he put the force through the hammer to crack the anvil. He probably, like, just blasted a wave of force telekinetically, because yeah. he's been doing that. But you know what? I, there were, I had two favorite moments in this episode. The, the first, chronologically, is Yellow Pearl in that amazing armor. Oh, she very looks, good. She looks Aww, so nice. sweet. It's what we've all wanted. Bismuth was uh, making a wedding suit of armor. On a pearl. <laughs> Ever since Pearl has been on the show, people have been drawing her in, in armor as a knight. Mm-hmm. And it's only been getting more and more popular. So we, we got something, which I'm happy but, uh, for. But at the, the second thing chronologically was when the, was when the helper Stephen plant, we're helping! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were, those were hilarious. And I guess all those plant creatures that Steven has ever created just also roamed the world forever. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. their own civilizations. I mean, they also are shown to be very disposable and will die. Well, but the watermelon Steven's preserved. And as cactuses are, as Garnet said, you know, Earth's hardiest creatures, you know, those things surely could form mm-hmm. their own little crazy island. Yeah, but like... If, like, someone went up to the island and, you know, genocided all the watermelons, like, it would at most be a mild sadness, right? (laughs) In show, yes, their lives are devalued for some reason, yes. Yeah, their lives have no value, like, the show is constantly brutally (laughs) showing them. ate one of them. (laughs) He ate one of them, and... It's what Baby Melon would have wanted, though. He did not! He did not want to be eaten! Oh my goodness. That's the best thing that the crew has ever done outside of the show, is confirm that Pumpkin died. Wait, no, but Pumpkin- there was another Pumpkin in the- There were, like, progenitors. are kids! Maybe Pumpkin had kids. Like, that Pumpkin's dead- Oh my god, and I'm just thinking of, like, what pumpkins look like after they've been out for a while and it's been kind of hot out. Okay, like, okay. Sad, <laughs> deflating. Like, did they have to put her down? Like, what? What happened? <laughs> oh my god. so gosh. brutal. No. What they do to these, these plant animals, and I actually kind of really love it. Oh man. So it's nice to see that uh, Pink Pearl is doing okay. And we didn't see her crack the eye. We didn't see her eye. eye. Her eye was deliberately obscure. And I'm mad about that. People were posting stills. They they were able to find screenshots where you could see a little bit behind it. And it looks like she is still damaged. Yeah, which I almost questioned if that crack... I was like, they I so don't think that was obscured her eye that I almost wonder if them drawing a crack there was an accident. Just like, oh, I'm drawing from the model sheet, but I'm somebody yeah. animating the show and I just drew the crack there without realizing it. Although you'd think they would draw like a note for that. I don't I yeah. don't think that was intentional. I do think that it was just reusing a model sheet or something. I just well, yellow could easily fix it. Clearly. Right. Which yeah. is weird. Well, also, well, no, yellow no, no, could have no, no, fixed no, no, it at any point. Which is she also could strange. not. She could not fix Stevens, uh, corrupted form, which is what they called it, because he absolutely he was fighting back to be changed or healed in any way. And it might be because he's a diamond and super powerful, but I feel like if a gem is so strongly and psychologically tied to an identity, a physical identity, you won't really be able to change it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Stevens' healing powers worked on corrupted gems, but didn't work on. Pink Pearl's eye, so there might be something to that. And those are diamond powers, so yellow might be equally ineffective. 
Well, I don't think the corrupted gems wanted to be corrupted. I just think they didn't know how to be normal because their minds were addled. Well, right, right. They didn't want to be corrupted. And that's why Steven was able to have any effect on them. Because it wasn't, it was purely a type of physical damage to their gem. Yeah, like a, like a, um, what do they call it? Like an organic brain disease where it's a non-psychological issue with your brain functions and behavior. So schizophrenia versus um ptsd or something like that but i I do wonder though what white saw when she looked into kaiju steven's mind (laughs) oh it's the one comic where it's like oh i'm now going to read into your mind and it's like why is it screaming all the time (laughs) it's like welcome to my world that was very good i like that uh yeah i can believe it or or steven he's a yeah, I am my monster. So, I mean, it goes from that one crazy, shocking end scene and everything's fine where just stuff is busting out of his back. Dude, imagine having to wait a week. Oof. Imagine if they didn't air back to back. Imagine if we had to wait after that. <laughs> that would have been one of the wildest hiatuses. You would have tuned <laughs> in, though. Congrats on the fandom for predicting that the monster in the intro was corrupt Steven because I didn't believe any of them. <laughs> right, and I was like, nah, you I guys are full of it. That's time. not corrupt, Steven. How are they going to even deal with that? And um, and it turns out it was. So you know what? I can hand it off. It became more and more likely the more and more his life sucked over the course of the <laughs> series. <laughs> yeah, well, and yep. the fact that every, you know, quote, villain reveal kept being either one of Steven's, well, they were basically all Steven's personal problems, except for the Lapises and Bluebird, who... I mean, I guess both of those were just kind of sad, but pretty much everything else kept being apparently of Steven's own thing. So uh, after yeah. after we had the pink white diamond in the intro, then in my mind, you know, one episode before I was like, oh, yeah, theory confirmed. So, you know, I was way ahead of the game, <laughs> but, you know, still. Well, I was thinking I, I didn't even make that connection until after I'm like, OK, so that's the corrupted Steven. Then what about the, the white diamond fusion? And it's like, oh, it's not the fusion. It's Steven's projection on the white diamond. Yeah. Know. Which turned out to be much darker than any of us could have expected. I liked it. That monster design alone was just. It was really cool. I love crazy it. cool. Yeah. Like a like an orc Godzilla or something. A Tarask. A what? I don't know how to pronounce it. D and D high, super high level epic monster. How do you spell that? T a r r a s q u e. Oh, I would never have spelled that right. Uh, I mean a little bit. Like the snout's too long. That's why I said like an orc. Eh. Still, a lot of people are comparing the two of like them. A, like so. a pug. I do agree with them that it's a uh, maybe maybe an inspiration. Who knows. It, it, he looked cool as heck. I wonder, like, if he has to feel like a monster inside to turn into that, or if he can, like, now do it to just <laughs> do Godzilla We're already things. hoping. I don't know. Hey, what <laughs> if Steven could control this power? <laughs> what if we can harness it, you know? Well, I, what if they needed to, like, suddenly lift up a building that fell during an earthquake to save the people trapped inside? Right. Like, that that would be cool. Or sure. what if he needed to, like... Sup- Very likely. I don't know. No, but, like... it's. <laughs> I <laughs> wasted Sophia. potential. There's an Earth <laughs> Kingdom general who made the mistake you were in the process of making. <laughs> yes, of his mistakes. Yes, he. Yes, there was a whole episode. The first first episode of season two. No, but she's right. Like it's actually right. very important that Stephen learned to control these powers. Like in addition to just the emotions he has generally, like the additional burden of knowing that if he, if he does not control his powers effectively, he would kill tens of thousands of people. <laughs> mm. well was he like about to go on a rampage and kill people because it looked like he was just sort of crying Moping. and wanting to tear <laughs> apart the temple or something like it, it looked didn't look like monster steven was really wanting to go on a full rampage like he was more just i don't know upset the problem is it's really hard to tell the difference between that guy going on a rampage and going on a walk <laughs> good point i mean if you went to the ocean Fair enough. Oh, speaking of the ocean, how is it that deep, that close to shore? I mean, oceans um, have a drop off somewhere yeah, close to the shore. I, mean, I feel like yeah. that happened with bubble buddies, right? They were pretty far well, it, underneath it, the ocean. It yeah. depends on what the plate boundaries are by your coastline. <laughs> if you have a subduction plate boundary, 
They never get earthquakes in Beach City, though. Look, it's alternate Earth, though. Like, they only got 39 states. Florida's an island. We don't know how their oceans work. Do they even have tectonic plates? You know, anything could happen there. No, yeah, they do, because they have a molten core. Uh, That's true. No, they have a cluster. Well, okay, actually, to be fair, though, the way that it became... I feel like they did not dig that far into the crust before they hit molten Earth, so... I don't know. Their Earth might yeah. be it took a while to hit the mantle. They weren't digging that quickly. So, I am a monster. What actually did happen in this episode besides Steven turning into a monster? Because that took up a lot of space. I do want to tell you. They, uh, it was the ultimate Steven Universe problem-solving method. You had to hug it out. Well, yeah, giant garnet. <laughs> Man, that was a really tender moment. And also can, hearing can the way all of the gems. keep giant garnet? For <laughs> yeah, why, why did we make garnet small again? Yeah. I actually like giant garnet. <laughs> Although it'd be kind of hard for her to teach her yoga classes. She'd have to do video yoga. And what would happen if she infused? Oh man, what happened if she infused this giant mm. garnet? Would it be like two giant ruby and I sapphires? I can just imagine giant nor- ruby. That would, would be the be- most adorable or thing. Or just giant ruby and tiny sapphire. Like, <laughs> Ooh, Wait, oh. quick, <laughs> quick limits of their power. I mean, how big can yellow diamond make gems? Because I thought based on like amethyst gem... You know, when she tried shape-shifting into something larger, there was, like, a limit. But seemingly, yellow can just provide more energy to their gems. But, like, can that just keep happening? Can you just be as big as you want at all? I don't know. I think it's, like, another thing tied into, like, the gem's idea of who they are. And if it strongly conflicts with their physical form, it's not going to be sustainable. Maybe if Garnet was poofed and she reformed, she would go back to at least a smaller size. Yeah. Yeah, that's my. Thing. I don't know. The mechanics of it are interesting. Also, Rebecca Sugar in some interview recently called the gems solar powered robots. So that's been on my mind. <laughs> oh, so they are solar powered. Okay. Yeah. I, I... What does that even mean, though? Yeah, they need light. Well, they are light, but we thought that their gems were just like infinite energy machines or something. Yeah, which I because remember Pearl was like, "Oh, well, we get all our energy from our gems," and I'm like, "Where does that energy come from, Pearl?" <laughs> Apparently um, the sun, but we never saw life force that they siphon that. from planets. I mean, that can't be—they can't really be solar powered though, because the off-colors no. were living underground forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could be They're some level powered. of like they can siphon heat. I think what she meant by solar powered is she meant that they don't need to go and connect to a power source. They are light powered themselves. You can't hide the battery charger. And hope that they'll run out of charge eventually, because they'll just get juiced by the sun, or in this case, by their gem. Yeah. That makes sense. And I mean, they can, like, pass out from overexertion, which we've seen a couple times. We even saw it in this finale, how gems can be momentarily knocked out, or just become overtired. Right? Like, they can't just produce infinite energy at any rate they desire. Like, there is a a limit to how much energy they can produce at a given time, Mm -hmm. and can run out for a duration which i liked um i like there to be a little bit of a they gotta have limits yeah yeah oh, good grief there were so many callbacks in this finale though like the the callback <laughs> to yes. connie's speech in the new crystal gems that they did steven's workout routine from future vision even oh ended my the same gosh. way that radio smashing the boombox <sighs> yeah mm-hmm. i love that song that was a fantastic callback amethyst probably has like 50 so it's <laughs> I mean, Why she can not? be a boombox herself, so there's no that's problem. That's a good point. That's no small feat. You don't need a lot of precision to operate. Those yeah, lasers. full electronics that she develops, and and we do finally have proof in show that Ronaldo and Jane got back together. Who? Ronaldo, <laughs> Jane's girlfriend. They both like the them. ticket girl from Lion Two. Yeah. I yeah. I systematically repressed every Ronaldo episode, <laughs> and I, so I do they had bonded over how, what koala at princess? All what you were talking about koala princess. Oh no, that's starting to ring a bell. I put so much work into repressing those memories. Stop <laughs> it. No, koala princess is great. There's even like a whole OKKO OK episode with koala princess. Yeah. something good yeah, came koala of Ronaldo. Koala princess is an actual character in OKKO. OK I want to know what Petey looks mm-hmm. like. He's mm. taller, unlike Onion. <laughs> yeah. Um, Onion yeah. is eternal. I don't know, maybe... that's re- Yeah, that's really weird. I don't know about Onion. Onion also is now the new keeper of the cheeseburger backpack. Is this too great a power for one so dark to wield? 
Find out next in Onion Universe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess going on to the future now, they took a whole episode to decompress, which um, was nice. And actually was very much like OKKO in that regard, where actually the shows had a really similar trajectory. I saw um, someone had tweeted about pointing out the similarities in those shows. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, KO kind of corrupted at the end. And then they took an episode to like look back and I appreciated the same chance here to just kind of touch base and the fact that Steven really, really wanted to see the gems, you know, react. Mm-hmm. That was a sweet plot line. So the cookie cats, we have gone full circle. Yes, people yes. wanted that so bad. <laughs> Whoever animated Pearl her or arms. storyboarded Pearl, <laughs> that, her her face. I owe them my life. That was so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> oh. You know how you know how I said a few episodes ago there are times when I don't hear Pearl, I hear Dee Dee. I heard Dee Dee having the time of her life doing that. Yes. Cat rap. Well, yeah, that's Pearl's rap career, like full circle, Fuck, right? Man, I hate rapping for Pearl. I did not like that. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I mean, have you guys all seen the like? <laughs> She's the whole so Pearl adorable, though. Yes, yes. MK yeah. Atwood's like entire yeah. round and round digital let the city career. Turn. I love. That Honestly, song. I'm surprised they didn't just bring back round and round. <laughs> the song, you know, here. Party in the hills, we can party in the burbs. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of cute little details that happen in this. I like that Greg finally gets a bed. Seems like it'd been a long With time. With a Carrie Moonbeams poster. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, Petey is visible outside of the big donut as Steven drives away and the town is waving him off. He is still wearing his sandals and he's still missing his tooth. Huh. Was he going to grow a new tooth? Oh, was that supposed to be like a kid's tooth gone? Maybe yes, he was supposed to be like eight or something. I guess that wasn't. I guess that was his big kid tooth that he lost. Because he's still missing it. And he's got like a cool jacket. Although he's still wearing mm. his like yellow Crocs. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Questionable. Stylish. Questionable. Choice. They match his dad's yellow <laughs> whatevers. So. Uh. Oh, also, uh, Steven has a therapist. He finally got yes. therapy. Oh yes. my god. Steven's endgame, literal endgame, was him and a therapist. So I'm I'm so happy for him. I wonder exactly how many months it was. They they don't give an exact date, they just say few months. They said months, like three months. Like, I heard these past three? few months. I, I don't remember hearing. Oh, any I heard specific these number. past three months. Hmm. Well, <laughs> we could dig into the transcripts. Let me see the transcript. <laughs> but um, Probably not yet, but yeah, it was kind of interesting that they placed the episode after some amount of time, and um, I like the idea of a road trip. Rebecca had also kind of talked about that, that it just sort of generally was meant to, like, the whole the whole series of future, and, like, from the intro and then to all the credits having the car constantly moving was supposed to give you this feeling of, like, momentum and moving on, and so... Uh, you know, Rebecca's recommendation wasn't for everybody to go specifically take a road trip if you're having, you know... Yeah, bad timing. (laughs) Yeah, this is not the time necessarily right now to go on a road trip. Not not now. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, just that idea that whatever is good for you, whatever helps you, you know, progress, you should should try it out. I want to know how Steven honestly thinks that just by a... Just a brief road trip tour that probably takes no more than a couple of months. Is he going to know, oh, I want to settle down here. You're not going to know an area just by driving through it for a day. Well, I mean, like, he can drive through for a day and be like, oh, this place is neat. Stay there for a week, right? Oh, this place is really neat. Or it's like, oh, man, I'm going to put a pin in this and come back to it once I'm done. You know, he's got, like, infinite money and infinite time. (laughs) He does. So, yeah. He can kind of do whatever he wants. He's going to go the Greg route, right? Like, Greg was just going around places, and Greg eventually settled down somewhere just kind of naturally, and Steven will do the same thing, I guess. That's his plan. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, road trips have been very healing. I don't know. Like, there's just something about being transient that really, like, put me at peace, personally. I don't know if it is with other people, but, like, going on a road trip, that sounds great right about now. Man, I wish I could do that. Because <laughs> I... Mm. Gosh darn it, we all got the time. Yeah. That was fun. I want to see 
what Steven's gonna look like in five years and in ten years. I mean, he's obviously gonna marry Connie, like, clearly canon. Yeah, and hundreds of versions of that already exist with Garnet. They're kissing Every possible future, Steven marries Connie. No ifs, ands, or buts. But, no, I wanna see, like, maybe what he decides to do is his career. Maybe he changes careers multiple times. Maybe he's in medicine for a little while. Maybe he, like, is his dad and, and writes songs. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And then, like, hundreds of years pass and everyone he cares about dies and, like, he keeps living forever. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to see all of that. It'll oh, be. Oh, God. Or the so Earth great. is occupied by just <laughs> billions of pink, immortal, sterile humans. <laughs> <laughs> wait, did this become sterile? What? Imagine oh? if they did it. How could you, you can't, hmm. <laughs> they can't keep reproducing forever. <laughs> what? No, but what if they aren't? What if Lion has babies? Are they are pink they pink? Babies? Do are they, they have portals? Babies? Like, what are those trees that grow in that freaking mm-hmm. weird portal place? Final thoughts then? Yeah. Hmm. Well. I'll say this, Cartoon Network lost a great one with Steven Universe. It's up to Mau Mau, Infinity Train, and Summer Camp Island now. Oh, man, this was such a long... Oh, yeah. Like, thinking that this aired in November 2013. Like, this has been probably a significant, like, piece of most people who viewed it. Like, if the target oh, yeah. audience is mostly in their 20s and younger, then, like, this has taken up, like, a significant chunk of our lives. It's crazy. Yeah. My young adulthood was living and breathing Steven Universe. Came out in the... I started watching it in 2015. So that until now, you know, my burgeoning into adulthood, I hate that word, <laughs> has been living and breathing Steven Universe. And I'm like mm-hmm. wondering how it's going to affect me in like 30 years, right? when the memory's not as fresh but the influence is still there like i wonder what it's going to be like for like kids right like younger kids who yeah. were consistently in the steven universe and watched it the whole time because i think all of us who watched the last airbender as it was airing or at least when we were still very young like it changed you in a way like it really kind of set your ideas on what life should be like and what you expect that of shows at the very minimum. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what the future is going to be like for the people who grew up on this show. Not just the, the fandom of older fans. Yeah, for me, that's been like one of the more exciting yeah, things this entire time. Just for one, the influences of the people who make the show, Sugar's influences, uh, Cordy's uh, influences are just so apparent when you're watching this. They're like a little bit older than me, uh, but like maybe only like five years or so. So the first thing that got me into Steven Universe was just people my age, uh, roughly, making a show that is clearly influenced by the things I loved when I was a child. And it was just very exciting, and I felt represented and seen and other corny things. So like the influence this is going to have on creators uh, 10 years down the road, or even just kind of immediately, you can kind of see this opening doors for shows like uh, Shira. I don't want to like kind of overstate uh, how much influence this no, has had no- on that. but Noel Stevenson mm-hmm. wrote. Like a, a a piece about how the effect Steven Universe paved the way and changed cartoon makers, and how now there's this unspoken question where it's like, yeah, how are we going to incorporate queer people into this? How are we yeah. going to incorporate you know other other peoples into this? And yeah, she she definitely said like Steven Universe in no small part has not only influenced the culture, the cartooning culture that Shira was made in, but also the show itself. So. They're, they're, yeah, they're, you wouldn't overstate it at all. Like, Noelle Stevenson came out and said directly, like, she owes a lot to the show, which was very touching. Okay, yeah, that's very cool. And, I mean, if it's happening, like, right now, if we can literally already see the influence of Steven Universe when it ended, like, I mean, even before it ended, then, uh, yeah, when the kids who are watching this when they were growing up are, like, able to create things for themselves, uh, the, the future of entertainment is very bright, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, if, as long as Disney doesn't buy everything, but... <laughs> right, there's two uh, competing yeah. interests. One is this, like, beautiful, growing space of really like diversity great creators. And, love. and then there's <laughs> Disney and money. <laughs> yeah, oh god. The house of mouse. <laughs> oh my god.
I mean, everything's a house of money, though. Even, you know, Cartoon Network owns several subsidiaries up as just AT&T monstrosity. But, you know, I mean, Disney is much bigger still than any of the other ones. Well, Cartoon Network is owned mm. by Warner Brothers, right? I think it now goes Eventually. all the way up the chain to yeah. somewhere well, Warner in Brothers AT&T is Time land. Warner Cable. Time Warner right. Cable, then Time Warner Cable is like the huge umbrella company. And then it goes to the ISPs. The Warner Productions Studios, Cartoon Network, and then, you know, all that. Yeah. Oh, we never figured out why there was a diamond on the money. <laughs> there was a diamond on the money. Remember that? Well, diamonds oh could God. also just be very valuable <laughs> to humans. And I like know, diamonds. but it's how Ronaldo figured out about the diamond authority. Yeah, but Ronaldo's like the king of taking the wrong path to get to the right <laughs> answer. <laughs> That's true. Did you have anything else to say, Isabel? Oh, uh, well, kind of sad it's over, but, you know, it's just what it is, and we'll, we'll move on from here. Oh, I'm not That's moving on. We're rewatching. <laughs> We're rewatching. That's the <laughs> next step, <laughs> is rewatching, basically <laughs> future <laughs> recontextualizing everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no taps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If GC's not going to put it in, then I will. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, that's been us on the finale for Steven Universe Future. We're going to miss the show. Until next week when we have something else to talk about, though. I'm GC13. I'm Ken. I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia. And I'm David. Leave us a review on Leave iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> Ken! <laughs> <laughs> You disappear for two years. That is my job. No. I'm in the paperwork You're and everything. Too slow. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. You're about to hear me say something really embarrassing. Mom, I can't right now. I'm recording a podcast. You do have to put, do you guys want to hear something really embarrassing? Though? You have to put that at the end.